0: everyone. It's Imogen from SquarePeg. SquarePeg is a global investment firm, and our team's mission is to empower exceptional founders. We invest across the internet economy from our bases in Sydney, Melbourne, Tel Aviv, and Singapore. We have a smidge over $1 billion in assets under management across multiple funds and have invested in companies including Fiverr, Canva, Stashaway, Airwallex, Credivo and tomorrow. And today, we're talking about work. Now, I largely take it for granted in the field of work that we're in that change happens pretty quickly. Companies scale rapidly, products evolve, and individuals grow into roles in management and potential. And in this world of high growth companies, we come across jobs that 20 years ago simply wouldn't have existed as professions. To choose a simple example, let's consider for a moment that today, two of the most important platforms for marketing, particularly marketing to consumers of Facebook and Google ads, are just 17 and 18 years old. And now think about the thousands of ads that you see, and the hundreds of thousands of people that work in jobs utilizing these platforms as a main part of their role, and it'll contextualize that we're living through change all of the time. Similarly. And with the advent of new technology, we've become quite used to the idea that some types of jobs disappear. I've never met a telephone switchboard operator or a typewriter machinist, and be curious if you had either. But I'm pretty sure that these were once critical and significant jobs. Broadly, we understand that the jobs market is never stationary. It's fluid as professions become more or less in demand. What societies most struggle with when it comes to understanding changing workforces is the velocity and impact of changes, even if we know intuitively that workforces adapt over time. But why is this so important now? Well, as a result of AI and increased automation, we believe we're about to enter the most profound period of disruption that has ever occurred in the workforce. Its impact is analogous to the Industrial Revolution, but unlike the Industrial Revolution, which spread incrementally from the United Kingdom across the world, this change will simultaneously arrive in every workplace globally at a much greater speed. It is perhaps the greatest challenge over the coming decade other than climate change. And what makes this such a big problem, but also a huge opportunity, is what's called the skills gap, which encapsulates the enormous challenge of how a population of people adapt, retrain, and find work in rapidly emerging professions. Earlier this year, we announced that we had led a $9 million investment round into Retrain. Retrain Retrain.ai is an enterprise SaaS platform that helps employers and governments to identify and overcome gaps in knowledge, qualifications, skills, and personal attributes of employees faster and more accurately than ever before. Using machine learning and natural language processing, the company is developing a unique knowledge graph that integrates three robust data silos with data about people, jobs, and training pathways into a taxonomy that drives new knowledge and actionable insights in order to connect people to the jobs of the future today. The Knowledge Graph is a self-evolving ontology which continuously maps the dynamic connection between jobs and people within a company. Their very juicy ambition is to upskill and retrain 10 million people by 2025. On today's episode, one of the three co-founders of retrain.ai, Isabel, joins us from New York to share their story, mission, and what companies should know about the future of work. We start this episode exploring the skills gap.
1: Basically, it's the fundamental mismatch between skills employees rely upon and what employers are actually looking for. So this is a mismatch between demand and supply, basically. And the problem that we see is that the skills gap is widening. But if we go before all that and ask ourselves, what is the most important asset that companies have? And it's people. And actually, I I love that Uh, Richard Branson really framed it well. And he says, success in business is all about people, people, people. And I agree, whatever industry it is or company it is, it's always employees that are the biggest competitive advantage that they have. So understanding what's going on in your company based on the skills that Ed is widening, this is a very big problem. And this problem is as a problem of 1 billion people, because every day, 3 billion people in the G20 countries are waking up and going to work. And a third of them is going to go through a tremendous disruption due to many, many reasons that we can discuss. But This is a one billion people problem. And if we want to talk about the problem, the universal problem that we face is that the skills requirements are changing really fast and it's just getting faster. The pace of change is faster. And there are three, I think, interlocking trends that affect that. And one is the change in skills demand that is because of the nature of work is changing really. And we've seen what happened in COVID-19, right? We've uh, faced, we're always facing digital transformation, adoption of automation, of RPA, of artificial intelligence, shifts in business models, the competitiveness has just increased again, and also remote and flexible work. All these models of work have also changed, and COVID-19, of course, worsened the whole situation and made it an accelerated pace of change. And what's going on is that 30% of the jobs are going to be displaced, and in some industries even more. And if you look at what one of our advisors, Dr. Carl Frey, uh, who wrote the book of susceptibility of automation of a specific job, he is actually is the head of um, Institute of Future of Work in Oxford University, and he says that ninety percent of the jobs in specific sectors such as in manufacturing are going to be through this massive disruption. So what do you do if if you're there, right? And uh, basically, the World Economic Forum. Which we're members of, uh, says that predicts that 85 million people are going to be displaced by 2025. So, this is again, just reiterate this is a huge problem, and that's what we wanted to tackle.
0: There is no shortage of research studies or white papers on the topic of the future of work. Deloitte's gloomiest prediction is that up to 47% of US jobs face potential automation over the next 20 years. There are also more rosy assessments, such as from McKinsey that by 2030, over 200 million people globally will be working in brand new occupations. And actually, we think that both scenarios may be true. Many jobs will disappear, but many jobs more will be created. The resulting challenge from the skills gap, that mismatch between the skills employers are looking for and the skills that their employees currently possess, is already starting to bite. Organizations worldwide are well aware of this challenge, Already spending hundreds of billions of dollars in order to retain and reskill their employees. But most organizations are struggling to achieve their objectives using unsophisticated hiring processes that lack mechanisms for internal job rotation. In fact, the number of companies worldwide that express difficulty in finding people with the right skills has doubled during the last decade.
1: 83% of HRs say that they can't find skilled candidates, so there's a problem shortage. It's not just about programmers and developers and robotic specialists, about nurses and pilots and drivers. All these people are missing. There's not enough. And the third problem, and this is really having to do with organization, is what's going on in the HR systems. And we know that the HR stack is the most lagging function actually in the organization in terms of using data and analytics. So the system also of the HR, are siloed. You have the applicant tracking system, the LMS, the HCM, human capital management system. They're all disconnected. They have a lot of information, but they don't talk to each other. Another thing, you can't see anything in this system that pertains to skills. There's nothing, no data about skills of the people. And again, if we go back and say, what is the biggest asset you have? People, but you don't know anything about them if you don't know what skills they have, what skills they possess and capabilities. So basically what we do is take this three trends that became a big tsunami, basically, and we want to help employers and employees to actually be above the line of the flood and help organizations stay resilient and help them navigate the change and help employees find a better job. And better job means a more employable job.
0: The very scary outcome for many people who find themselves at the convergence of these three trends is unemployment. And not only temporary unemployment, but long term underemployment or unemployment. And with employment linked to so many human hygiene factors, income, purpose, community, it's vital that governments consider this need now. Not only is this a big problem for society, but for major employers with thousands of people in their employment. If needs change rapidly, it's likely that many of their employees will be underutilized or working in redundant roles. And the challenge these organizations are faced with then is, well, what do they do next? In Isabel's mind, we need to approach this skills challenge differently.
1: So how do we help all these people? This is not just a small problem that companies face. It's a governmental problem. It's it's a universal problem. And uh, that's where we are. So... If we want to like focus on enterprises, and that's what we do at Retrain AI, we want to help employees and employers as well. So we know the challenges they face. We know that 92% of CEOs think they don't have the skilled workforce. They only think. They don't know. Why they don't know? Because they don't have any, any data about the skills they have and the skills they need to have. And what you can manage you can't really measure, right? So this is like basic. So you need a system that is actually going to show you what's going on in the world through the skills lenses and what's going on in your organization. And by that, you can actually see the comparison and map the skills gap. And that's what we're doing. So we took this huge amount of data that already exists within a company. And there's what we see in organizations that it's data reach. There's a lot of data, but it's all scattered. And we just want an information poor and data rich. That's, that's the problem really. So, and online also, not just internally in a company. So there's a lot of data that exists today everywhere in job posting, in social media, the profiles. There's a lot of uh, information about compensation and benefit but nobody really takes that and analyze it. And that's what we do. We wanna be the Bloomberg of the labor markets, but not just that. Based on the information and the data and the wisdom actually, the insights, the actionable insights, we've derived from all this huge database that we've created, we can actually have actionable insights for HR. So it's not just data that is descriptive, it's actually prescriptive. It tells you what you can do. And that's what we do at Retrain AI. We created a talent intelligence platform that analyzes data about three entities. It takes people, employees, candidates, job seekers, It takes occupations, jobs, and it takes training pathways, courses, educational training programs. And it all unifies it into one taxonomy that is the building blocks of everything, skills.
0: Isabel and the Retrain.ai team look at this as an aggregation of skills. Not unlike a professional online course forum, you will always know what kind of skills you're going to learn in each course. In the same way, Retrain.ai uses data to help businesses understand what they are lacking. And for an individual, what expertise they, sometimes unknowingly, have. These businesses and individuals are then matched together like a beautiful jigsaw puzzle of skills, supply, and demand.
1: So we took that and we built this knowledge graph and what we do. So we first identify the future skills needs. So we see emerging skills and emerging roles, not just skills. And we can see with this labor market insights platform that we've created that is based on millions of data points. We can actually understand what are the skills in demand? What are the roles in decline? So what's going on in these markets? And by that, also understand what a specific industry, a specific company, what is going to be their future skills needs? So that's one. And then we evaluate the current skills at the company, at an individual level, at a department level, at the whole workforce, at the company level. And by doing that, we can detect and quantify the skills gap. So we use this, um, instead of looking at the skills gap, we actually created this index called the work readiness index. So you can see that actually, if you have 80% of the skills, right? You have a 20% skills gap. And by identifying and detecting it, I can really bridge the skills gap. Now I know exactly what are the skills missing for a specific position, the one maybe I'm currently working in, or for different positions that after I've mapped all these positions that are kind of, I can actually transition to because I have the skills. I'm a credit analyst, but I can be a data analyst because I actually have the skills that are really in proximity to different positions And actually a data analyst is is an occupation in demand. So I can really transition to that and be more employable. And of course it helps the company as well. So what we do with all this information, we match people to opportunities, to position, full-time position, part-time position, gigs, project, and most importantly to a career pathway.
0: In this way, Retrain AI can predict what is going to be a career pathway based not only on the skills that the individual has, but also on their interests and enablers. This is then cross-referenced with the company and market trends.
1: And so now we have everything aligned. So when I'm closing the skills gap with courses, now I'm also doing an increasing of the training efficiency because now I understand exactly what are the skills that are missing. And I'm gonna be learning the relevant courses for the relevant position I can actually be performing as soon in the future. So, it's kind of closing the whole loop of people match to positions, match to career pathways, match to courses. So, that's what we do.
0: Although the pace of change to the job market can make people uncomfortable, most agree that finding and securing work, even in a changeable jobs market, is important to understand. And while articles abound decrying the end of employment and the onslaught of AI as job stealers, ever since the introduction of modern technology, we've wielded it to increase living standards and enjoyment at home and work. Why hand-sweep carpets when a vacuum cleaner exists? Why manually input data when you could use integrations and APIs? The same thing applies here.
1: Yeah, it it actually, it's liberating, right? Because we don't need to do a lot of these meticulous and repetitive uh, work. So it actually frees people from doing specific tasks that may be automated by machines and and they can perform better in what they're doing better, such as having more creativity involved and all their soft skills. And and there's many, many other things that and innovation. So definitely, and it's always been like that, people are afraid of change, but then you see that it's actually helping you. But again, an AI is scary for most people. And we say, no, take AI. Actually, it's going to, instead of displace you, it's going to enhance you. And that's what we want. Actually, there are a few populations that are more susceptible to automation and minorities. And definitely that's why we're here, because we want to drive impact and help these sensitive, you can say, population and really enhance and fill the skills gap that they they have.
0: One of the most difficult components of Retrain's platform to get your head around is their predictive component. And how Retrain plans to predict far enough into the future for companies to truly benefit from the insights. In 2018, in the US alone, for example, was spent on internal skills development. That is an extraordinary amount of money. But is it money well spent?
1: If you look at the data and see the usage, so you look at the the skills learned through this, uh, the training, the corporate training, it's only 12% of the skills that are applied on the job out of all these training opportunities. So something here is not working, right? It's inefficient. So they learn if you train, you're training for something that is not relevant for the position you're, you can actually hold or for your interests and skills. So it's, and of course, if it's not a relevant position that is in demand, so you're wasting money. And also from the educational side, the companies that actually provide you the content, they see the usage is low. So for them as well, it's a problem. So that's why we can also help educational companies, right? Like Coursera, like OpenSense, and Udemy, Udacity, all these companies, they face the same problem, but from the other side. So in order for us to make the content, the curriculum more relevant to, to really reach the skills gap, we need to first understand what is the skills gap and what are the trends in the market?
0: You might be thinking, hey, people have been trying to predict the labor market forever. But there are certain things that Retrain AI knows about how the labor market works and what skills are in demand in order to recommend an appropriate pathway.
1: This is a question that really is about how we differentiate ourselves. And I know it goes down to, you know, terms that not everybody understands. But it's important to say the taxonomies that we use, the ontologies that we use, are the most robust and granular that exist. And we take millions of data points and analyze them from job boards from and really all over the world right from governmental survey from proprietary data of companies and public companies from all this vast world of labor market data we actually synthesize it and understand based on that what's going on in the markets it goes to the global world then to the local we call it which is per industry per geography And then it goes to the company we work with, the skills framework they created. So it's, and and the ability to go and zoom in and out. So you can really be very detailed or not. It depends on what you need. That's something that doesn't exist today. And as an HR, I wanna provide you tools that are gonna be actionable. And we actually call our system Sophie because it's a woman and it recommends the HR. It's based on the AI we use. Sophie recommends and say, you should be informed that when you hire someone, you should know this is the skills gap and this is actually the career pathways that the person here can have. And based on that, you can make an informed decision. It's your choice. But now I bring you the data that you didn't see before.
0: Retrain is very early in their journey, but they've already delivered some significant pilots, one of which is with the Israeli Department of Labor. The pilot will allow any Israeli to access their skills, identify interests, and consider occupational tendencies that they have, which will then connect them to the professions that are on the rise and to the right training pathways. They're very advanced
1: and innovative in all what matters, you know, in all the technological side. And there's a lot of people that are in technology, but it's not all about technology. So we are trying actually to say, hey, first of all, there's a lot of peripheral occupations to technology, you don't need necessarily to have to be a developer or a full stack or a backend, whatever it is. You can actually be marketing or different adjacent occupation, and also enjoy this demand that we see in, in technology. But there are also different, and and the data shows that different positions on the rise that you should be aware of as a citizen in this country. So what we do here, we can do for any country. Of course, every country has different problems, but It's all the same. They all lack the visibility into what's going on in their market in terms of the skills and roles and occupations and what's going on in the labor market. What the Israeli Department of Labor didn't have is data, basically. They had data from 2018. So if you look at the data, you can see that tourism is on the rise. And of course, it's not, right? COVID-19 just shut everything. So they needed the data in real time and at a very granular level so they'd be able to make informed decisions so and of course for policymakers it's it's so important right so yeah you know we, we've done that also for as as I mentioned this HMO in Israel Maccabi and it's actually understanding what is the future of work in medicine which is exciting because you see what can different nurses do? What is their career pathway? What is the career pathway of x-ray expert, right? Because this is actually a position that is in decline. So these are very knowledgeable employees and professional employees. What do you do with them? And now with telemedicine, how do you really provide all these people a certain uh, pathway, an occupational horizon, bright horizon, and you want to keep them in your organization? So that's what we help them do.
0: Before co-founding Retrain AI, Isabel had a very different career pathway herself. She actually dreamed of being a doctor and started her career journey interning with a local veterinarian. It was this passion for helping all the world's creatures, human or otherwise, that eventually sparked her interest in data technology.
1: I was like helping in the operating room and it was amazing. It was really, really amazing. Yes. And then later I volunteered in the uh, Jerusalem Zoo. So I was also feeding chimpanzees and lemurs, and it was amazing. I always loved animals. And then I studied one year. I actually took uh, med school for one year. But then I decided it's, it's, again, always wanted to do something that has something more impactful. So I decided if I'm going to be an attorney, then I can kind of uh, have more, I can touch many, many people. And then I studied again, and I graduated from uh, the Hebrew University and, and said, okay, it's good. It's amazing, actually, the tools it provided me. It's an amazing toolkit, right? To be an attorney, I can, and it helps me today as well. But I can do more. I need to do something much, much bigger. I want to impact a lot of people, and this is not the way for me. And I've, after doing all what I've done and all the efforts, I've just decided to actually establish a company. And I was only 24. And I actually, the first company was at the same space we are at, the HR tech space. My company, Tohar, uh, was, uh, it was me, I was the CEO, and I had two other co-founders. We've actually also established a kind of a platform that would feed, find the right fit candidate for the private sector. So it started with nannies and au pairs and cleaners, and then it became a platform for technicians and plumbers and uh, computer technicians. And it was really early in the days. No Monster.com or Indeed were existing. So it was really, really innovative. And we sold it two and a half years after to a big staffing company. So it was my first kind of exit. And since then, I've been in on the investment side. I switched sides and was investing in tech. So running portfolios of uh, startups. And It was very exciting to me because I would see the innovation. And that's what I like to see how an idea becomes a company and helps so many people. And uh, the CEO of the company, Dr. Shay was an old friend. We've always kind of exchanged ideas and thought about things together, what to do, brainstorm. He was already into Cultura, which is now public and very successful. Just uh, took it uh, to Nasdaq uh, two weeks ago, I think. So he was there already for 12 years and he wanted also to solve something big. So we decided in the midst of the corona, when we both were stuck in our houses, he was in London, I was in New York, that this is the perfect storm, that the time to solve this problem, that now everybody faces and understand what we were talking about and thinking about as a big problem. And the same problem I was thinking about when I was 24, how to find the right position for a person. So we tackled this problem again and established retrain. and then Avi joined us, and Avi was 24 years in the Israeli army and the last position he held was the chief data scientist of the IDF, right? So he joined us. We were very lucky to have him as our third co-founder and together we founded Free Trade AI with this mission, again, to solve this huge problem in the midst of the corona. When you find something that you love and it's really, it's aligned to your values, to your skills, to your interests, to your vision. So you just, you know, you know, you're in the right
0: place. Isabel just touched on it, but it's hard to breeze over the dynamic of the co-founding team. Avi, retrained CTO, was the former chief data scientist for the Israeli defense forces, a role which we can't speak too much about, but which we know to have been the perfect training ground for building a data-driven company. Shay, Isabel's other co-founder and retrained CEO, was a co-founder at Kaltura, A video platform Unicorn, which IPO'd on the New York Stock Exchange in July this year. This is a global team with highly relevant experience building and scaling teams and infrastructure. And while their ambitions are big, they're focused on the here and now. And in particular, three milestones.
1: The first one is can I build it? And it's you know, that's the survival mode. You have to really the proof of concept is it you're able to build such a thing and what we've actually put on the table is a huge idea. It's not just, it can be three startups. It's not just like, uh, okay, I have this app and I'm gonna be able to automate the way you park your car and pay for that. It's, it's a huge problem. It's a huge solution. So, and that we can say we're doing and we're doing well and we can already see the results and see our clients use it. The second stage is, can I really sell it? And, and, and really... Uh, proof you know my customers are using it so and, and customer love is something elusive because sometimes it doesn't have necessarily to be anything with you but customer will tell you not now or no or i am using something else and whatever it is it's a hard phase that we need to show that we can actually sell it and the third stage is expanding is really taking that and expanding the market and, and really scale it And so now we're at the second phase, which is great because now we see a lot of customer love and we see it with ARR, with the annual recurring revenue, but we need to put all our efforts there and continue to build simultaneously. And and of course, there's a lot of challenges there because as I said, the talent war in technology is huge. So, and we're very selective with the people we want to join us, we want people that are super successful they have always been successful they always try to be successful even sometimes if you fail you always try and whatever you do you do it you know the best way you can and it's not easy to find these people so as much as we interview and see a lot of people we still are we have you know our barriers are high and we don't want to settle so and that's how you build a great product with good people and again, we believe in what we sell and we think the most important asset are, is our people. So, so that's where we are. We're hiring tremendous a lot of people. It's easy to say, you know, the vision, everybody talks about the vision. We want to retrain 10 million people in, in five years. And I'm sure we, we're gonna, but the short term is important. The execution now is super important. And that's what we're focused on to have all the different parts of the company synced and driven to the same goals. And we have an amazing team and we're gonna be an amazing company, super successful. And not, I think, and this is important, not gonna wait too long. I think we're gonna make a huge impact in a few years. We're not gonna wait 10, 12 years. It's there, we're almost there. That's what I feel. I know that in two years, we're gonna be in a huge place.
0: That's it for our conversation with Isabel, the COO and co-founder at Retrain. You can find more about their platform and their team online at retrain.ai. With teams in New York, Tel Aviv and London and ambitions to impact millions of people all over the world, it's probably worth taking a look at their jobs board. This week, Retrain announced a new investment round welcoming Splunk. Splunk is the data-to-everything platform powering security, IT, and DevOps, which is trusted by 91 and a Fortune 100 companies. We are thrilled to welcome Splunk to the cap table and look forward to seeing where this highly motivated and ambitious team go next. As ever, a big thanks to Sarah, our wonderful producer, and to you for tuning in. We'll catch you next time.